Don't know what I'm going to do. Dubbo's 93.5 Triple M's. The latest. Right now, it's time to let you know it's going viral online. And I've brought many stories to your attention over the years of uh, Neighbours from Hell. But man, oh man, this one does take the cake. Uh, and the most eyebrow-raising thing about this story, not just the fact that it's an absolute low-blow act, what this neighbour has done, uh, the most eyebrow-raising thing is that it comes from Canada of all places. Now, Canadians are notoriously famous for being the most polite people on planet Earth. If you've ever been to Canada, you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm convinced you could do a social experiment. Just pick a car at random and crash your car into it in Canada. And even if there's 100% no dispute that you're the person at fault, that Canadian will still get out of that car and most likely apologise to you. That's how polite most Canadians are. Well, apparently not all of them, because this woman is going viral for not being polite. In fact, she's getting the uh, she's she's getting the rap for being one of the most hated women alive. And let's be honest, she is a bit of a bee um, after this story. So what's happened is she's got some new neighbours, a young couple who are getting married. They've bought this brand new um, lake frontage home. Uh, absolutely stunning. Think Pacific Northwest Canada. Uh, you know. Uh, pine trees everywhere, turquoise green lakes, mountains in the background. And because that's a backyard, there's no, like, fences. It's kind of open plan, which is, you know, because if lakes flood and whatever, your fence gets wrecked. Anyway, if you have a property like this, it's like, why not get married here, right? It's absolutely stunning, absolutely amazing. So they plan their wedding there, and the big day comes, and the bride's walking down the aisle, the music's playing, and as the music stops and they start the formalities, what does their neighbour do? Pulls out the, out the old lawnmower and starts mowing the lawn. Now, as I said, it's lake frontage where they're getting married. They're down by the lake, so there's no fences. There's no five-foot-high fences. The neighbour can't claim that she didn't know there was a wedding going on. She's mowing, like, metres away from the wedding guests. They're trying to listen to the vows or, like, or the speeches or whatever is going on at the wedding at the time. They can't hear a thing because the PA system isn't big enough to drown out a lawnmower that's three or four metres away from them. While they're sitting at the wedding. Like, it's like it's like the lowest of the lowest act. People are trying to talk to this woman, telling her to cut it out. She's just giving them the middle finger, telling them to go jump. Unbelievable, right? On someone's wedding day, of all things. On someone's wedding day. Could you imagine that? Um, the neighbour, obviously, out of spite. I don't know what has happened in her life to make her such a bitter, spiteful woman. But uh, you can watch the video. We'll chuck it up at triplem.com.au. Uh, but, uh, look... The thing is, if you're going to start warring with your neighbours, and in particular, if you're going to ruin their wedding day, you're forgetting one thing. They are now your neighbours, and they will make your life a living hell for the rest of it. Uh, if it was me, I'd be sourcing the most yappiest dogs, and I'd make sure I had about eight of them. And because it's my house and I can have eight dogs, I'd make sure I had them. And I'd make sure they yapped at all hours of the night. I'd make sure I'd have uh, all my mates over for really obnoxious, loud parties at all hours of the night. Um, just to let them know how much I appreciated them wrecking my wedding. <laughs> Triplev.com.au. Joined right now by Mayor of the Region, Matthew Dickerson, live from a brisk minus one degree morning in Canberra this morning, Dicko. I'd rather be in Dubbo at the moment because it is too cold in Canberra. I don't know why they built the national capital in such a cold place. Go somewhere warmer. Mm, I vote the Gold Coast. Yeah, that's right. Townsville. <laughs> what are you doing in Canberra? There's the National General Assembly on, which is a very posh way of saying a local government conference. Okay. So this is a conference <laughs> for every council from across the entire nation. Mm. And I actually quite enjoy this conference because you get an idea of what's happening across the nation and you find out that the council issues we've got in Dubbo are so similar to the council issues in South Australia, in Western Australia, in Victoria, across the entire nation, the issues are the same. When I talk to people, 
I say, what are the big issues in your council? And they say, roads, yep. lack of skilled workers, and not enough housing. And I go, wow, that sounds like Dubbo. And it is something that's common across the entire nation. Yeah, I guess it's good to get together and see what sort of common issues and strategies and goals you all have. Yeah, that's exactly right. It is a chance to talk about those. And you may have those common issues, that's all well and good, but then can you have a common solution? And that's where you can try and work towards those solutions. But you do get an idea of how different councils do different things. They approach things slightly differently. Uh, we've been talking to Lismore a bit up here. Obviously, they've had some terrible time with the floods. And yeah. what are we going to do about that long-term insurance prospect? How is that going to work for councils across the nation? So, yeah, you do get different viewpoints and different ideas. Well, you're a busy man. You're in Canberra right now. Of course, uh, I'm assuming you've got to be back tomorrow night for council meeting. Then on Saturday, uh, there's a leader's breakfast at the Rotunda, as you've done in the past. And then you, you were in Perth last week. Yeah, in Perth last week. That was pretty exciting, actually. If you haven't been to the Wellington Caves late, lately, I'd say go down there. Yeah. We have got an almost life-sized diprotodon. And I know you know what a diprotodon is. It's the big it wombat one, one, right? That's the one. That's exactly right. It's the biggest <laughs> megafauna ever to have roamed the Earth. Now, I'm actually pretty happy that it's extinct. It went extinct maybe 20,000 years ago because I wouldn't like to be roaming around the streets of Dubbo and run into a megafauna like the diprotodon. It looks pretty scary. But the, the cool part is there, we've got this 3D printed skeleton of a diprotodon. Then you've got this huge immersive video wall, 3.4 metres by 14 metres. Wow. So that gives you a really good idea of what the area around the Wellington Cave was yeah. like everywhere from 400 million years ago to the last 100 years. So it's called Ancient Landscape. So we actually won the National Museums and Galleries award for the best exhibit over half a million dollars. That's so cool. that was a pretty big award to win. That's really, really cool. Now, something else I want to talk to you about really, really quickly. What's this rumour I'm hearing about a Dubbo brand and Monopoly game? Because if that happens, I'm all over it. Yeah, well, that'd be pretty cool. I was actually, this is down at the conference here at the moment. One of the stalls at the conference was a Hasbro stall where you could actually say, yes, go and please make me a Dubbo brand and Monopoly board. Yeah. And you pay money for that. Obviously, you get a certain number printed, you sell them through the visitor centre, whatever it might be. But I talked to them about it. It sounded interesting. I actually went and then talked to some other councils that I saw featured there at the branded Monopoly store. Mm. And they said it's been really successful. So I did put a little comment on Facebook and said, what do people think? And yeah, people are pretty excited about the idea. Now, I know there's some big issues to solve in Dubbo at the moment. I know we've got to solve roads. We've got a lot of problems with our roads. But from a novelty perspective, from a tourism perspective, yeah. I don't mind the idea. What do you think? Um at Triple M, we've got a sister station in Wagga, and I know they did a Wagga brand of Monopoly game. Went off. People loved it. We even gave them away on air. It was, it was awesome. So it does sound like a pretty cool idea. The biggest thing I think would be, it'd be fascinating to see all the different locations, because obviously you've got a certain number yeah. of locations, and I actually did ask for that on social media, and I had lots of suggestions about different locations you could have there. I don't think we'd have too much trouble filling up the board with different locations no. around the Dubbo region. <laughs> I think there's plenty of places you could use. And I'm really excited if it goes ahead. I, I will definitely be grabbing myself a copy as well. So, yeah. The other thing that well, some of the cities that have got them said that a lot of people buy them, locals buy them, to then send them to their friends. So it's not just tourists yeah. that buy them, it's actually locals buying them as well. I know a bunch of internationals who have lived in Dubbo that miss it, and I would, I would actually send copies to them. Yeah. Mayor of the Region, Matthew Dickerson, you're a busy, busy man. You're in Canberra at the moment. I won't hold you up any longer, but thank you so much for your time this morning. Right, and I'll see you on Saturday morning at the Community Leaders Breakfast. See you there, Dicko. Right now, joined by local MP Dougald Saunders on the phone. Uh, let's talk about IPTAS. Firstly, 
What is IPTAS and why is there good news coming out around it at the moment? Yeah, look, IPTAS is the Isolated Patients Transport and Accommodation Assistance Scheme. Much easier to say IPTAS. And look, it's been around for a while. The big news today is, and we've got the Regional Health Minister, Bronnie Taylor, in town for an announcement up at the Dubbo Hospital this morning, along with our Deputy Premier, Paul Toole. It's around basically the increase... Uh, in the investment we've got for the program. So this will almost double the payments people can receive. And when we're talking about IPTAS, a really great provider that, that helps people out here is Macquarie Homestay. Most people are pretty familiar with that. Yeah. Uh, we helped fund the starting of that a couple of years ago. It's now seeing people come in from all over our Western region for treatment, for having babies, for all sorts of different things. Um, we, we've got one bloke from Lightning Ridge who's been here 47 times. Wow. He gets IPTAS. Rod Crowfoot and the team help him out, filling out the paperwork. He gets to claim fuel and accommodation. Well, we're basically doubling the ability of the repayments he can get now. So it does come at a cost to stay in Dubbo. Um, so we, we, we've recognised that it is difficult. You can't always get the specialist treatment, and particularly things like cancer treatment out yeah. west. So we are absolutely ramping up that funding as of today, and hopefully it'll kick in from about August. And it's it's one of the big ones for our region particularly that are coming out of the budget, which will be officially announced tomorrow. But this is one of those really exciting ones, I think, for people, not just of, of Dubbo region, but further west, to, to know that this, um, this ability to claim is almost doubling, and it's a great news story. You did mention uh, cancer treatment, especially out west. Uh, I heard there was a bit of a fundraiser uh, last week in Narromine. Yeah, look, it was a really good one, actually. I was out at Narromine at Peyton Park there where they've got the velodrome around the outside of the Oval, and mm. the Narromine Cancer Support Group was there. But a, a great initiative from the Plontaff Academy out at Narromine, and they roped in the other schools uh, and all the other students. And I, anyway, I popped along and jumped on a bike and did a, a few hot laps, which was great fun. Nice. Um, they raised a stack of money. The, the goal was basically to complete 3,000 laps combined, and they yeah. did that easily. They did it just after lunch, actually. But a fantastic initiative, well done to the Clontarf Foundation, the Narromine High School. They did an awesome job, and it's all about raising money um, and recognising the support groups that put a lot of time and effort into supporting people in the community. Let's put your Ag Minister hat on for a minute and talk about farmers. I normally always harass you about, uh, you know, Murray Cod fingerlings, Murray Cray seasons <laughs> and things like that. Let's talk about farmers. Yeah, look, um, a really good news story, for, again, from the budget for this week is the Farm Business Resilience Program. Mm. And there's about 1,500 farmers across the state that have been involved since we started it last year. I just announced this week another $12.1 million to extend that. Um, and that really is about getting people together uh, to make sure that they are getting the support to create their own business plans, to start up bank-ready budgets, prepare strategies for drought or floods or fires or house plagues, all the things we have to deal with. Uh, and that's been really well received. So just a reminder for anyone who's listening this morning who uh, might be part of a farming family and, and looking for opportunities, uh, you can jump on the DPR website now and find out a bit more about this Farm Resilience Program. Sign up as an expression of interest. We want to make sure you're supported into the future. I feel like you're talking to me personally on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Dad's waiting. He said, Dad says to me the other day, I'm not getting any younger, mate. Are you taking on the farm? What are you doing? <laughs> you definitely need support if you're doing that. Yeah. Now, look, it's a great way of being involved, and it is a great opportunity for younger people to, to get involved in a different way, and yeah. they also receive support from other farmers who are part of the program, so it's a win-win. Local MP Dougald Saunders, thank you so much for your time this morning, and uh, we'll catch up again next week. Good on you, mate. Have a great day.